What's up, Brigadiers? Welcome back to the Bones Brigade audio show. I'm Larry, and with me as always is Matt. Matt, what's going on, dude? Well, same stuff, man. You know, yeah. it's a beautiful day outside, and uh, we're uh, in our enclosed rooms recording an episode of the show. So nowhere else I'd rather be. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, it's good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing, doing good? good. I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah, we've got a little bit of a different episode today, something that we haven't really a little out of the box for us but we're doing yeah. something so yeah. as you've probably heard on other episodes we're discovering that some of the songs in these videos are how would you describe it are they cover songs are they tributes are they influenced by in the style of all, all of, of the, the above, above. Yeah. yeah all of the above yeah so it looks like i'm going to be doing some traveling and we had to wouldn't be able to record so we're just doing this quick one so we have something to get out today but we're going to play the song a little bit from the video and then we'll play a little bit of the songs that we're have discovered our cover songs etc and it's cool because uh these have all sort of accumulated over over the episodes and and they've come from people that we've had on the show they've come from people just most of them are online uh, just commenting It's just something we've been sort of discovering as the show has progressed on mm-hmm. and uh, we've gotten kind of down that rabbit hole a few times. And so, we, yeah, we just thought like, let's get together and we'll talk about these songs and put them side by side and let you be the judge. Yeah. You decide as you professor decide. didactic. Didactic. Say. Yeah. So the intro song I use today is actually from Savannah Slamma, the beginning of Savannah Slamma, that narrated part by uh, Dick Damage. I have always wondered what that song is. And I've even gone so far to like Google or get on YouTube and just put in like a generic 1950s, you know, TV theme song, like trying to find this. Leave it to Beaver style song. Yeah. Yeah. But listening to it more today, I realize it sounds like a song from Tom and Jerry, (laughs) almost kind of like the cartoon Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of it's not Hanna Barbera. Who made Tom and Jerry? I'm trying to wasn't think. Wasn't that it was just like a, a couple wasn't Warner Brothers? No, something else. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, the so was it Looney Tunes? Tom and Jerry wasn't Looney no. Tunes. All right, now we gotta get we gotta hit the internet machine now because all right. Oh, it is Hanna Barbera. Hold on. Oh, is it really? Yeah, Hanna Barbera. Yeah, okay. All right. There so you go. it almost sounds like that's interesting because Tom and Jerry, I I always thought that was like looney tunes studio because hmm. it doesn't look like classic hannah barbera style yeah artwork. i think i thought it was something else but no nah, but it is yeah no yeah. you're totally right yeah. crazy okay well so that's go. uh the artist is harry bluestone and the song is called housewives choice and i found that on a supermarket background music album of all places crazy man and i can totally picture that playing you know some old muzak playing in the background Absolutely. while you're grocery shopping yeah. yeah definitely yeah and also looking around i guess that 
song played on an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants at one point because <laughs> that you know, seems on brand. Because yeah, yeah, once yeah. I found out the artist and the name of the song, I was kind of looking around and a lot of people were like, "Oh, hey, that's the SpongeBob song." So how cool! But uh, so I thought the first one we'll start with. So we've all seen Tony Hawk's Ender Part in public domain, right? We've watched no. these videos hundreds and hundreds of times. No, you haven't seen that one? You should no. check that out. <laughs> so the first song in his final part is kind of this slow, moody song, right? So let's let's play a little bit of that song right now. there we go yeah we know that song right we've we've all heard yeah. that video now that so, you played it, it it i remember hearing it now yeah yeah there you go yeah. just yeah. a little reminder yeah so apparently this is heavily influenced or cover like we said we don't really know how to describe these so this is a a group or a band called tones on tail who was from england and they're a post-punk band uh from 1982 and they were a side project from daniel ash of the group uh, Bauhaus, like a goth, they're a goth band. I'm sure most people yep. know them. So the group is called Tones on Tail and the song is called Twist. So here's that song that you guys can compare. go i can definitely yeah, see the there. resemblance yeah 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 and i believe that one was pointed out by bobby pulio yes uh, when that's he right. was on yep. here for band this mm -hmm. yeah so thanks to bobby for uh for bringing that one up because i that yeah that one i had yeah, no idea i would i have a very narrow kind of alley of musical musical knowledge yeah, yeah so definitely most yeah. of these groups you know i'm familiar with that well tones on tail i had never known but some of these other ones that we're going to get to i definitely know the group but i was unfamiliar with the with the songs or whatever but yeah i mean that's interesting i i think you got to wonder if the if the the skaters themselves were involved in kind of like giving direction to the sort of vibe that they wanted for their part you know i mean maybe they weren't able to use the songs or maybe they didn't yeah maybe tony the was just songs. like hey can like i get tony this was in about how... yeah yeah you know and they're like well we can't get that but we can you know score our own version kind of that of version song, of it thing. yeah 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 and i looked in the credits of public domain to see who that might be you know the the video version might be credited to and mm -hmm. they just had a generic list of songs by these guys you know it didn't kind of match it up to a certain song so i wasn't sure who did who to uh could credit, credit that, that one too yeah all right well maybe right. we'll get to the bottom of that one someday but still a mystery right now yeah and then it looks like the next bunch of songs are from band this you want to uh hit us with the next one 
All right, so we're going to go to Ban This, and uh, this one is uh, the song that is from Frankie Hill's part in Ban This, which we've all seen a million times. We've talked about endlessly on the show, and we're getting back to it again. Um, this one's credited to Tony Darren. I'm not sure. Do, is Tony Darren uh, somebody in the Paula sphere that you're aware of? I'm not, I'm sure, not sure. I didn't kind of i didn't really look him up i just went to the saw him in the credits you know and that band this has more specific artists yeah. and song yeah. relations in the credits and the in the kind of scene they're in so all right well this guy also apparently did the uh the chet and bucky mini ramp part so um yeah we're gonna listen to that one real quick all right here's the song from frankie hill's part <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. You know, I would almost guessed it might be a Chuck Tree song. I always assumed it was Chuck Tree's. I just assumed yeah. it was a Chuck Tree song. It's got that, you know, Chuck is a very prolific guitar player and he's yeah. kind of got that. He gets those, into those those, those driving riffs. drum beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like had kind of his style. I wonder but, if maybe like maybe Chuck did still have something to do with the performance on it. And it's it was possible, yeah. Who knows? Produced by Tony Darren. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. I always thought that was a tree song. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Until this moment. This one's a shocker. Uh, this is the weirdest thing for me because I'm very familiar with the song that it could have been influenced by. And it never occurred to me. Wow. I mean, I've heard this song a million times. I've heard both of them a million times. And it never ever occurred to me that they were sort of pulled from. One was pulled from the other. So yeah. uh, we have Van Halen uh, with the song Sinner Swing from Fair Warning, which is an album I've listened to literally a quadrillion times over the last 30, however many years. Yeah, here's the here's the Van Halen song. that's it's there like, man yeah you know that's one of those ones where i i don't i want to it, it almost seems like maybe it's coincidence mm -hmm. but then again it is pretty close i've also had someone try to say it, it was a, a joe satriani song rumor mm -hmm. has it that stacy is a big joe satriani it's fan Satch fan well, yeah from the uh the yeah. tour video well that one was uh submitted to us by none other than mr aaron Meza. yes amazing yeah yeah thank so, you aaron for sending yeah. that our way all right the next one is i think it's the part that comes right after frankie hill right kevin harris yeah. comes right after yep. yeah yeah so the song in kevin harris's part super cool like kind of sampled yeah as these you know i don't know much like i said i don't know about this music but those like i think it would probably be as well as described as a bass drop you know those big like yep. basses mm. yeah so yeah. this is credited to uh, Michael Cook, 
and he also did the the Chet and Bucky vert part at Lance's. Interesting. Yeah, that that uh, half pipe song, and he also did the Cameron Martin song, and they're oh. all kind of in that same yeah. you know sampled style. You yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. So here's a little refresher for you. So here's a little bit of the Kevin Harris song. That's a that's a really cool song. I love that song. So here's the the other version. The I don't know what to say. The real version or the yeah. the, the original mm-hmm. kind of version of the song is from a group called the Junkyard Band. Yep. And it's the song is called The Word, and it's the A side to a 12 inch single. It was produced by Rick Rubin on uh, Def Jam Records. Mm-hmm. So pretty crazy. So this has kind of got it. Their version has a little bit of a spoken word thing at the beginning, and then it kicks into the song and you'll be able to definitely tell the similarities. So here's the junkyard band, the word. just get straight to it that song kicks ass yeah yeah that's cool that song, song is freaking phenomenal yeah and uh i i actually um checked it out and the, the lyrics are all super they're super good it's very 80s but it's it's all about it's a it's an anti-reagan song basically oh wow okay yeah and it's all about how uh reagan is you know taking a uh, food stamp money and giving it to the pentagon to fund oil projects and bombing and stuff like that Wow. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, you, you went very, deep. Very, you went deep on that song. Yeah, well, because I mean, I was like, seriously, that track is a, is just completely great. Yeah. This is more like just, I mean, I wouldn't even call this this. They just they sampled that, you know, they sampled the sample. Yeah. Yeah, basically. The Kevin Harris version goes on to be a different song, but it's just clearly they just pulled that part, you know, and, mm-hmm. and dropped it in there. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely recommend to everybody uh, who is listening to this, go and just listen to that whole song, Junkyard Band, The Word. It's a killer. Yeah, it's great. So up next, we got Ray Barbie's part from Band This. Now, this one is credited to Tay Euler. Euler. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, his name's come up a few times. He also did the um, uh, Hawk's first vert part in Band This. Yeah. And uh, also the McGill and Cab second song um, oh after the tree song right yeah yeah yep. yeah where it picks up a little bit uh hawk mini ramp and uh hawk size chet street part he does all okay that. wow he's got a lot of songs in here yeah he was he was busy so yeah this is uh this is uh ray barbie's part you'll all uh pick it up right away and let's give it a listen
yeah, super. It's almost hard to that. envision that part without hearing that song in your head, you know? Yes, but apparently we cannot remember who it was that. Yeah, I think this one may have come in from Instagram. Yeah, somebody from Instagram, and we apologize that we're not giving you credit here. But yeah, um, I've got there's thousands of messages in our little DM box, and yeah, on Instagram it was hard to find the. Th- uh, thank you, whoever you are, and we'll we'll if we find you, we'll we'll give you credit down the road. But there was a, a Instagram user that that hipped us to the uh, the fact that this song was a sort of a uh, whatever you want to call it, a inspired by a song called uh, "Like Cockatoos" by The Cure from their album uh, kiss me kiss me kiss me that's crazy that's crazy yeah i would have never known well take a listen and and let us know what you think here we go all right here's the cure can't argue that one I hard to think. argue that one yeah, yeah that's definitely. pretty crazy and we're not doing this to try to get anyone in trouble we're just no, we're just, just a super nerd about these videos so these yeah. are just things you know because i thought these were just all original songs yeah. yeah you know like the majority of their songs are in their video so it's just like but wow, you really do is- have to wonder like you know what the sort of rationale was behind it like what the the motivations were behind doing this like was it just to you know so that ro- they didn't have to pay song royalties music rights music or royalties whatever. you know yeah. like because they're, they're you know they're definitely um changed probably just enough to mm-hmm. maybe i don't know i don't know who knows i'm just speculating yeah but it's interesting. The, there's no vocals or lyrics you right, know, and, right on the right. powell versions yeah who knows that's anyway. amazing. We should reach out to uh, Tay Uller maybe for an interview. Maybe we, we can should get to the bottom of this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Chuck, honestly, too, probably would have a lot to say about it also. Yeah. But. Okay. So moving on, the next one also from Band This. Man, this is is the whole Band This video just cover songs, maybe? <laughs> Who knows? Seems like it yeah. might be at least half. Yeah. So this is from the iconic Perfect Line segment from Steve Caballero. We all best, know it and love it. Best mini rap part ever filmed. Yeah. To this day. And this is a song credited to the A-Team, who is a, is a bunch of, has a bunch of names. So Jerry Weber, Steve Canton, Dave Edelstein, Nick Vincent, and Craig Peralta. So we've mm. got Eggplant Jimmy. Eggplant as, Jimmy. As musical yeah. credits on this video. Yeah. I wonder if like he didn't, you know, he just went by Craig Peralta because like if he put Eggplant Jimmy in there, this it would... Like people would go too wild for it. Yeah, he'd have to. You know? Songs called Jive. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can all rem- picture it in our heads, but here's the Steve Caballero "Perfect Line" song.
yeah it's it's cool it's like i mean iconic to the video you know it's I hard love to it so much yeah i great. that that song plays in my head when i'm skating mini ramps wow that's it does awesome. it really does yeah that yeah. or uh justice to the bass nice dude i always try to channel the you know channel that that's good. doesn't ever doesn't ever work yeah you just it's gotta got, have that internal it's got that soundtrack. perfect exactly yeah 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 it's got that perfect flow mini ramp flow so just a few days ago ron cameron you know skateboard graphic artist extraordinaire ron mm -hmm. cameron said hey that song is like an instrumental version of a wall of voodoo song and i was just like what the the band from what's their song mexican radio mexican radio yeah, yeah. That, we all that was like a big mtv hit i knew that yeah. one so this song is called they don't want me from their album call of the west from 1982 so let's play wall of voodoo here it is That is like that's exact, there. That, yeah, that's it. Just you can absolutely one hundred percent like just like replace the guitar with a keyboard and keyboard or something. Yeah, yeah it's wow. Who it's this crazy. is crazy, dude. This is all I know mind blowing stuff to me. And also the fact that like Ron Cameron sent that to us. Yeah, How just cool Ron just that? reached out. Yeah, it's super cool. That's amazing. Yep. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, thanks, Ron. Thanks for turning. I mean, you know, that's one of those those ones I never even considered because it's just like instrumental you know sort of i don't want to say like elevator music kind of stuff mm -hmm. but it's just it's just like i never thought in a million years that that was maybe like somebody else's tune yeah you know yeah it's crazy that undeniably came came from there yeah in some way or the other that's crazy and i now listening to that wall of voodoo song i was just like dude i might even be able to get down with this record like this is cool hell song. Yeah, yeah absolutely dude that song yeah. rules yeah. yeah it's great yeah Finally, let's say finally for this for this episode, because yeah. who knows what we will yeah, find out. Who knows whatever else we're gonna discover. And and also, you know, if there's anybody out here out there who's like, oh yeah, no, there's like this song from Future Primitive and this song from whatever, like let yeah, us just know. Let us know. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll go uh, back and we'll compile we'll some up again. Yeah. 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 But uh anyway, so we got the last one, the last one for the day for the first uh for the first episode of our whatever side by side song <laughs> episode yeah well who knows if there'll be a part two but we got tony hawk's ender part from band this all right yeah legendary part also credited to the a-team all right eggplant more, jimmy yeah more eggplant jimmy and uh well here it is It's, I mean, it's like that nighttime slow mo kind of moody. Yep. Perfect. It's really cool. Yeah. Nice, 
Mellow Groove. Yep. So that one, uh, we have our friend Neil Perry. Shout out, um, Neil. Shout out to Neil. And he let us know that that was actually a, um, a, a version, I suppose, of the uh, Jane's Addiction song, Summertime Rolls, from the album Nothing's Shocking from 1988. So that just came out pretty much the year before Ban This. Yep. So I can, I can see Tony Hawk being into Jane's Addiction, you know, at the point in time that this, uh, I'm just speculating, but the point in time that this video was released. Mm-hmm. So I, I can see, you know, how that might have transpired. Like, I yeah, like this song. <laughs> for sure. Make me a version of it. Yeah. And the this James Addiction like. song, it takes a, this one kind of took me a little while to get to a certain point in the song where I could kind of see where it matched up in there. Yeah. 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 So let's let's play that one. Jane's Addiction. Yeah, I mean, it gets there. It matches up. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, it's it's more like the feel, you know, just like the feel of the song. I mean, it's the mm-hmm. sound, you know, the, the the tone too. But like, it's just I, you know, I can almost envision him going like, "This is my in my head." But Tony yeah. going to Stacy with the Jane's Addiction tape and saying like, "This is kind of what I have in mind for this part." You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then and they just and have just eggplant like, oh, okay. Jimmy and the boys. Like, we'll get it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get eggplant and the boys to uh, yeah lay down a version of it so you know who knows what actually happened but mm-hmm. that uh yeah that could be it nice and yeah yeah well thanks neil yeah. thanks everyone thanks uh bobby and ron cameron and internet people that we forgot and aaron meza for yeah. uh chipping in on this one it was yeah. fun yeah was that cool. was cool yeah this, this is, is a this is a thing i never really thought we'd i mean i just didn't anticipate we'd uh you know, uncover these things that this yeah. would be something we'd be talking about. Yeah, I really had no idea. I thought these were all original songs. Yeah. Yeah. This is the crazy. the history of the the Paul Peralta like song songs on their videos is actually really, really interesting. It's 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 a rich history. There's lots of people involved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, it's it's an it's a, it could be its own its own documentary podcast. film. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hope you enjoyed that one. I know that's a little bit of kind of a different show from anything we've done before, but you know, like I said in the beginning, you know, we had some scheduling conflicts and I've got some traveling coming up. So we had to kind of scramble to put something together. And this that's, is that like, was a fun one though. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. interesting stuff. Still on topic. You know. Yeah, for sure. It's all about, you know, yeah. the soundtrack to the video. So yeah. Yeah. And anybody who's been listening along this long, it's, is invested in the tale of the saga of the soundtrack as much as we are. Yeah, definitely. All right. So moving on, it's that time once again for Ooh. the bones brigade audio show mailbag. And Matt, I th- yeah. I've, he- I've heard, heard a rumor that you've got uh, quite a few there to, um, kind of some more than usual. We're going to do, I think. Yeah, we got a few, um, which is good. Got some good ones. Got some good um, feedback from the, uh, the Peter McEwen interview. Yeah, it's awesome. like, man, tons of people really, really liked that one. Mm-hmm. I liked it, too. Yeah, I love it, too. Peter's been awesome. Seems like a lot of people really, really dug that interview. And it seems like that interview, I guess, 
turned a lot of people on to the LA Boys documentary, which apparently I guess flew under some people's radars. I don't know how that happened, but because uh, it was like certainly something I watched the first day it came out. But yeah, a lot of people didn't know that that documentary was out there, apparently. Judging from some of the comments we've gotten and the feedback we've gotten, not a lot of people, but a few people learned about it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's come up a lot on the show, you know, within our band this episodes. And now, of course, you know, yeah. Peter's got a got a role in that. So that came up, you know, in his episode. So, I mean, that's that's cool. And now I've revisited it quite a bit lately. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's cool if we can turn people onto that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's an awesome. Definitely. Movie. Yeah. So we'll start off on that on that note. We got Mike who says, I never knew there was an L.A. Boys film. Thanks so much for turning me on to this rad film based on clips. I must have watched a hundred times as a kid. Thanks again for reminding me to always be searching for chin. Oh, so cool. There you go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then um, David W. writes in regards to the uh, Peter McEwen interview. He says, maybe the most interesting view of a specific time period I've heard on a podcast, especially since it's from a 17-year-old's perspective. Wow. Love the story about Lance hazing him about his tape collection. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that that was a hilarious story. The that tape. was my that was my favorite moment of that podcast <laughs> was that story. So definitely very cool. Yeah, I kind of forget. I mean, it's crazy that he was seventeen when know, he did all that. Nuts. Yeah, I know. But I can't even imagine. Yeah, no, no, not at all. I mean, even if I had had that opportunity to do that when I was seventeen, I don't know if I would have been mature enough to pull it off. Like mm-hmm. get on, get on a plane and fly somewhere and tape stuff. And I don't know, man, like I could, I could barely like keep my oil changed in my car. At 17. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, luckily Peter is not me and he was able to do it. So there you go. All right. Another one. Andy M. He says, I just watched the LA boys for the first time last night. Oh my God. What an incredible documentary. My friends and I got banned this when it came out here in England, their section was, and still is, one of the best parts in that brilliant video. I think we would all agree with that. Yep. Are you going to do an episode on the documentary, on this documentary on LA Boys at some point? I loved it. Keep up the great work with the podcast. I listen to the new episode as soon as they come out. One of the highlights of my podcast list. I'm 49 years old in January, but still skate as often as I can, a few times a week if possible. So thank you, Andy. Yeah, Andy, that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. And we will definitely be doing an episode on the la boys i think we'll have a guest on and you know we'll do a have a episode where we do the review and then later on at some point we'll even have uh colin kennedy on to you know interview him all about the making of behind the scenes all that kind of fun stuff so yeah it should be good kind of have two different episodes about it at some point so there you go Uh, we got joel g and he writes hi matt and larry I recently discovered your podcast and cannot tell you how much I'm enjoying it. I'm up to the Daniel Gesmer episode, which is terrific. And it's such a pleasure hearing people who are as into these videos as much as I was. I'm learning so much and enjoying nerding out with you guys. Your episode on the search for Animal Chin answered a question that bothered me for over 30 years. It always bothered me that Lance stuck a Paul Dragon sticker right over the top of a McGill sticker in the scene where the Bones Brigade is talking to Johnny Rat. <laughs> yeah, I know that scene. I know that. But your insights into their relationship during the filming of Chin may have finally answered my question. <laughs> Thank you. So that's pretty funny. Uh, finally, I wanted to ask, I used to have all the Bones Brigade VHS tapes, but have given some away over the years, but still have a few left. I'm weeding out some of my old skate stuff, and I 
don't really feel like selling these, certainly not throwing them away. So could I just mail them to you guys and you can do whatever you want with them? Wow. Let me know uh, an address or a PO box and I'll send them. Small token of the appreciation for the work you guys do in the podcast. Thanks again for your work on the show and I want to keep it going. I hope you keep it going for as long as you want. I really appreciate it. So thank you so, so much, Joe. That's awesome. Yeah, that was a very nice email. Yeah, do we want to get to it? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not, yeah. Just to put it out there, anyone who wants to send us stuff, by all means, like we'll take it. Send us tapes, send us your old t shirts, stickers, stickers, your VHS whatever. tapes. Yeah. Flaming bags of dog poop. No, I don't want that. No, don't, not that. Not that. Also, uh, while we're on that subject, I got to give a shout out to uh, our friend Brian Farrell, mm-hmm. listener of the show. Very nice dude. He uh, actually sent to Larry and I uh, a couple of packages of some homemade stickers that he made. Yeah, those are awesome. Super awesome. Yeah, like a kind of an animal chin ripper sticker and uh, super nice note. So that was awesome. Thank you so much, Brian, for uh, listening in and for the token of your appreciation. We very much uh, dig it. Yeah, I love so just getting like, you know, a tangible object in the mail with a nice handwritten letter. Yeah, it's just so cool. I know it's so it's such a such an oddity these days. You yeah, know? for sure. I mean, I've gotten to the point in my life where the you know the only like birthday or Christmas cards I get in the mail. This is gonna sound so pathetic, but like <laughs> the only cards, the only actual like Christmas cards I get in the mail are from like my Edward Jones guy and uh-huh. like my State Farm guy. You know, like the <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean. The generic generic cards. That get yeah, sent yeah, out. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say I don't get. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. I don't know. Nothing comes in the mail anymore except bills yeah. and bullshit. You know? Yeah, just junk mail. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I got one more. Uh, one more for the mailbag. We got Ross. And he says, Larry and Matt, just wanted to drop a line and say thank you for doing this show. I haven't touched a skateboard since the early 90s, but a few friends of mine from my old skate crew still chat about the old days all the time. One of them turned me on to your podcast, and it's been a reawakening to how much I miss skateboarding. It's a diehard Paul Nut back then. Hearing you guys talk about these videos has rekindled my love for it and convinced me I can't waste another minute. So I just bought a brand new complete and I can't wait to get out and roll around. I think I've still got my old tricks in me. We shall see. I'd love to know more about how this show came to be. How do you guys not to know each other? What was the spark that kicked this thing off? Backgrounds and skateboarding. Such a great idea for the podcast. Even if this one doesn't make the mailbag, thank you again and keep up the amazing work. Wow, we got some really good emails this week. Yeah, thank you, Ross. So I'm he's looking not. for the the origin of the show the or the idea. Yeah, I guess so. If we we've kind of talked I about. I feel it like a we talked bit. like yeah. maybe briefly about it in the very, very, very first episode, which was not really even so much of an episode. It was just sort of like, yeah. hey, this is what the show is about. Yeah, I could get into it. So I basically drive a truck for a living, and so you know, I started listening to a lot of podcasts, and maybe some might say this is like in the the golden era of podcasts where they're becoming so, I don't know, what, what's, what am I trying to say? Specialized. Like, yeah. So specialized. You can just narrow it down to the, like this narrow focus. They're not so much broadcasting. Like whatever it is it's, you like. Yeah, yeah. It's narrow casting. It's not broadcasting. Yeah. Right. Oh, nice. So a podcast came out and kind of hopped on my radar. The podcast is called, you don't know Mojack. And these are guys, two guys from Canada who decided we're going to review every record that came out on the SST record label, starting at the beginning and going all the way through the catalog. It's really cool. You know, so they chit chat in the beginning and then they give some production notes and then Mm -hmm. they, they review the record 
song by song, you know, we kind of go, you know, skate part by skate part through our kind of reviews or whatever. Yeah. And then at the end, they'll have an interview with someone in the band or, you know, a producer or an engineer kind of thing to reveal some kind of behind the scenes. So I was like, that's really cool. I like that idea of, you know, it's the kind of the way my brain works. Like you go in order, right? Like yeah. there's this thing, you know, so they're going through the whole catalog. And then a short time later, another one, same kind of format came out about the Discord Records uh, record label. And that label I'm a little more familiar with than some of the weird stuff on SST. So I was just like, man, this is really cool. And then so music and skateboarding, those are kind of my two big interests. Mm -hmm. And if I see someone doing something cool in skate, I was just like, well, how does that, would that work in something in music or if someone's doing something in music, does that work in skate? So I was thinking of this podcast about record labels. I was like, well, how would is it transfer into the skateboard world? So I was like, okay, kind of the equivalent of a record is like a skate video, I guess. So who's got a catalog of videos? Well, Paul Peralta does. And I just happen to be a, you know, Paul Peralta super fan. So you could go through and, you know, review these videos. And I kind of happen to know about, you know, some weird, rare videos in their catalog that maybe a lot of people don't know about that we could shine light on that they would probably enjoy. So, you know, that idea was kicking around in my brain. And I was kind of interested in podcasting in general, because anytime I kind of digest something, I kind of like to like, do that, like, oh, I watch skate videos, I want to totally. make a skate. I read yeah, a skateboard yeah. magazine. I want to make a skateboard magazine. So I yeah. listen to podcasts. Hey, that would kind of be cool to do a podcast. So I kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And then I was thinking like, well, what would you call it? Right. So, and then I'm like, well, I guess you would have to have bones brigade in the name. So people would kind of know what it's about. Right. And then I was like, well, is it what, you know, bones brigade, what? And then I was just like, Maybe you kind of just riff it off one of the videos. Wait, the first video is called Bones Brigade Video Show and a podcast is an audio show. Yeah. I was like, there, there it is. There it is. And I was kind of like, you know, that name might be too good not to do it at this point. <laughs> so I immediately called my friend, Matt Picker. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hey, do you want to be on a co-host a podcast with me about <laughs> Bones Brigade videos? <laughs> And I think you said, I've never thought about being on a podcast before, but heck yeah, that sounds like a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was maybe a short conversation. And then yeah, we didn't really, I mean, I guess we well, kind of started talking about it or maybe what, well, you, what do you remember from that? Yeah. Point? Well, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember like sitting on, I was like just sitting on my couch and I think I was like literally playing like Red Dead Redemption or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the phone rings. It's not a text. Like the phone rings, which again is not something that happens a lot that these days. Is, if the Larry. phone rings these days, you know that's serious. like a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, th I saw it was Larry and I'm like, oh shit, like is Larry and did he get in a car accident or something? I can't help you. I'm, I'm, I'm too far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call 911. Don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't call me. Yeah, it was Larry. And he was just like, hey man, yeah, like I got this idea for this podcast. Just like you just said. And I was like, and he's like, yeah, do you want to be on it? And I'm like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm an immediate answer was yes you know yeah. but i have to tell you i, I mean really I, I i said yes and i meant it but there was definitely like a while there where i was like i don't know man like i i had never ever ever thought about doing a pod being on a podcast podcasting talking into a microphone anything and when you when you hit me with that i you know 
because I'm I'm that guy where I'm like, if I had said no and you'd gone on to do this podcast with somebody else, mm-hmm. I would be listening to it and I'd be like, fuck, man, why didn't I do that? You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where I was like, well, I have to do it. Like I was flattered that you asked me because I knew Larry, you know, like Larry and I had hung out a couple times, but we knew each other more or less through social media. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I first encountered Larry through watching YouTube and watching because Larry was on a show with Mike Valley called Mondays with Mike V. And I'm, I've mentioned that before, but, you know, so he, he I, I'd seen him on those episodes and and then, um you know, I had a, a few of his zines and stuff. And so we had corresponded and I had written a, an article for one of his zines that came out. And uh, so I was flattered, you know, that you asked me to do that. And mm-hmm. um, so I said, yes, you know, and, and uh, I had my my little bits of hesitation here and there afterward. Like, I don't know, man, maybe I'm not the right guy for it. But ultimately, uh, I was like, nah, dude, I'm going to do it. Like, there's no no reason not to. And um, yeah, I'm th- thankfully, I, I, I stuck. We stuck it out. Thankfully, we actually did it because this conversation happened a couple at least years a, ago, a year and a half before we ever actually got our crap together well enough to do it. Yeah, I think we both kind of had some. I don't know what you was some some life uh life. zigzags that yeah. kind of yeah was hard to uh get together on stuff. But it all worked out really well because I remember, you know, I remember we Larry, you know, again, this is like a thing where you, you know, he would text me every we'd text each other every like couple months, like, dude, we really gotta do this thing. Right? Yeah, let's had, get microphones, you know. Get, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. And finally we got microphones and finally we like got laptops and we got all our stuff together. We figured out how we were gonna do it. But it came down to a time we we we'd come up against like we knew we wanted to release the animal chin. It was all centered around the chin episode. We knew we wanted to have the chin episode come out the day of the anniversary of, of the, the premiere. Premiere. And so, in order for us to hit hit it, and that happened to fall on a Sunday. So that was how it set the tone for doing the Sunday releases. And we we knew that in order to get there, we had to start on a certain day if we were going to release it in the like cadence that we wanted to, which was basically every two weeks on Sunday. So it was like shit or get off the pot. Like we got to, we got to do it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was kind of like, if we didn't come up with that idea to have that chin up, we, we might've just still be dragging our we feet about be, it and just talking totally. about it. Yeah. 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 But luckily we did it. We, uh, we pulled the trigger on it and, uh, and that was yeah, that. and we had like the Instagram and I think the dot com for a for long time. Year yeah, so, every yeah. couple months we'd like, yeah, let's do it. And we there'd be some little advancement or achievement yeah. in the process, and then yeah. it would trickle off again. Yeah, but the Instagram was like just me and you following. Yeah. Like where they were, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there <laughs> for waiting for like to a go. year and a half. Yeah. And I think the little, you know, the the number of characters you could have for Instagram handle, mm-hmm. it, it fit perfectly. Like if it was one more letter, you couldn't even, you nice. couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah. yeah so it yeah. just worked out. So that's, uh, that's pretty much how it came to be, but uh, I still don't really know why exactly why you asked me in particular to do it, but I am flattered that you did. Oh, well, I was just, you know, like, I think, no, I mean, that, that was well, yeah. that was how we bonded. I mean, that's, yeah, that was, we, we talked that was about Paul Peralta yeah. and these yeah. videos. And yeah. I love yeah. that you had gone to the premiere and I was just like, that's so cool. You know, yeah. so yeah, kind of our friendship was based on skateboarding, basically trickle yeah. it down to Paul Peralta, trickle yeah. it down to yeah. the video aspect of it. So yeah, totally. Yeah. And I knew you were passionate about it. I knew it would be good yeah. for the show, you know? Yeah, yeah. It worked out great, man. And yeah, I mean, it's cool to do something that, you know, 
is a little out of your, I don't know what, if I would say comfort zone, but I, you know what I mean? Like, I, again, it's just not something I had ever even imagined doing was podcasting. Yeah. Like well, I, I mean, we recently grow. revealed to each other that we, neither of us like talking. So it's yeah, pretty no, crazy that absolutely. we're doing this. Yeah. yeah. I'm, 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 I'm getting better about it. But yeah. initially I was like, man, you know, cause I mean, everyone hates the sound of their own voice, but you know, you yeah, like, do I, can I sit, sit there and like, talking to a mic and then expect other people to listen to it <laughs> yeah you know? i think on the first couple episodes you're a little quiet yeah yeah but anyway man um so ross i hope that answers your question it was it was it's been like a super fun experience and uh really really glad that we were able to actually pull it off and continue to pull it off as far as backgrounds and skateboarding um if, you know if we've kind of touched on that but i mean you know for me it was um you know, started skating sometime in probably late 87, early 88. I had a, you know, I had a Veriflex and uh, we had a, we built a little, a little quarter pipe in my basement over the winter. Mm -hmm. um, and it was literally a, uh, <laughs> it was a, it was a chalkboard that was uh, hammered into the top of a sawhorse. Oh, wow. You know, just uh -huh. across the, the lip of the sawhorse. Yeah. And then we had, we had all these bags of like winter, I don't know, clothes or blankets or something like that just like these giant trash bags full of blankets that were in our basement and we stuffed them all under the oh, under wow. the ramp to yeah. keep it from buckling. snapping yeah yeah and, and that was our our ramp and uh we we had our little gnashes and veriflexes down there and we would skate it and then uh, i remember one day my, my friend chris brought over his brother's uh schmidt sticks lucero it was the iron bars lucero and it had it was like a legit shop set up with you know i don't remember what it had indies and vision blurs or something like that on it but it was so much better than these department store boards we were skating it could actually roll it rolled you yeah. know you didn't have to fight it and that to me was the thing that set it off where i was like i have to go to a skate shop and i have to buy an actual and it was around that same time i got my first copy of thrasher just at the grocery okay. store yeah and um so those two things happened at the same time and then all of a sudden I have Thrasher and I'm looking in the back and I'm looking at the California cheap skates and I'm just like, Oh, holy shit. Like my mind's blown. Mm -hmm. So then my begged my mom, like, please take me to the, to the wave and buy me a, buy me a complete. And she did. And the yeah. rest was history. That's vision great. Johnny cop, blue dip vision, Johnny cop. That's pink, a good one. Pink, uh, GNS, I think GNS trucks, mm. hot pink. Yeah, GNS. GNS trucks. I never messed around with those. Yeah, I yeah, I didn't know anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I was just buying the, the Johnny Cop I had to buy because it was on the sale rack. <laughs> like it was discounted because I wanted a McGill. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, absolutely not. You know, I'm not paying $80 for a, a deck or however much it was. But she was like, you know, here's the, here's the $35 the dollar deck. Like the yeah. walkers and the you know, the lakes and the, the circle <laughs> whatever. A or whatever circle. And, and so vision, there was one vision board and that was the one, only company on the sale rack. I, I noticed, yeah. or I, I recognized. So I got that. And then, um, yeah, just, uh, Powell street bones, the street 95 A's or whatever. Yeah. And anyway, that's how it started. That was my Genesis for it. And there you the, go. Here I am now still doing it. Nice. What about you? Saw back to the future. Just like Sean Mortimer. Yeah, had my mind blown. And I can actually pinpoint it because I had seen some skateboarding before. Kind of got, maybe it pops into my life before that at three different points. Save that for another time. But <laughs> the part in the beginning 
Marty McFly skates the school, right? You know, like I said, I had seen skateboarding, so I was familiar with it. But when yeah. he pulls up to the school and he kicks down on the tail and pops yes. up the board and grabs it. Oh, I was mind like, blowing. yeah, I was like, whoa, you can like manipulate the skateboard to do other things than just ride the skate, you know, because that's all right. I had seen is just people riding. Right. Yeah. But even I didn't understand that, you know, I didn't know what an Ollie was, but it's kind of like that motion, you know, you kick the tail and it pops up. And I was just like, yeah, totally. I want to do that. So I had a paper route. I went and bought a skateboard up at this bike store next to the grocery store where we grocery shopped with my mom. I'm still, I'm like 12. Mm-hmm. So we'd go grocery shopping and I'd go look in the, the bike shop next door and they were buying components and then assembling them. And I don't think they knew anything about skateboarding. So there was no like rhyme or reason to the way they were putting them together. So I got a skateboard there and I would just ride and I would pop that board up into my hand. That was like my trick because Marty McFly does, you know, mm-hmm. Larry, time for dinner. Shh, skate home, skate home. Boom. Pop up the board, you know, yeah. freak out yeah. my mom, skate real fast towards my mom. Boom. <laughs> pop up, pop up the board and grab it before I That's crash. Into her. I'm just, so that was like the beginning. So what, what board was that? Was that the King it was Cobra? A, no, I, oh, so I had the King, Co- the, what's that brand? Ver- Belterra. No, Belterra King Cobra. Yeah. And then the board I'm talking about now is a uh, skull skates. So oh, nice. the, okay. the transfer between the Velterra. Everybody, everybody started on the Volterra, the, the big V. Yeah. So a kid Airflex. moved to our neighborhood and he had a, a vision gator board. Okay. And kind of like what you were saying, like, as soon as you see that, you're just like, whoa, that's like a, you know, that's suddenly legit. your board looks like a toy, like yeah, exactly. garbage. I need to yeah. get this, you know, there's yeah. this whole pro level of, you know, equipment yeah. that we didn't know about yet. So that's how we got that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll all be happy to know I reunited Larry with his, uh, with his King Cobra. That's right. Yeah. It's in the garage with my 2000 other skateboards. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, went on to, uh, you know, just start taking it more and more seriously. And then you're all of a sudden it's like, you're a full blown skate rat. Yeah. I mean, 1985 is how long ago, almost 40 years ago. 38 years ago and i went skateboarding today this is just this afternoon it is so man. still yeah. doing it yep so we actually you know what let's ask uh let's ask our audience if you got any fun tales along those lines and you want to send us a message to the uh, mailbag we'll read them let's hear yeah. where you started off yeah let us know if you have what was a your fun... first crappy department store board yeah there you go veriflex voodoo volterra king cobra executioner executioner that was a big one that was a huge one. Oh my God. Everyone had that board. Dude, there were so many of those in my neighborhood. I can't even describe it. Oh, yeah. uh, what on in the pile of boards that was sitting in the corner of my basement the day that Chris brought over that Schmidt sticks board? Because mm-hmm. everybody has tossed their board in this pile. I remember yeah. it. And you Under took the turns stairs, on the. And we took turns on the Schmidt sticks because it was so superior. Yeah. But there was a, there was definitely a nightmare in that pile. I mean, a, a, not a nightmare, a, a executioner in that pile. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. But you know, my friend Chad had a Volterra. Um, what the hell was it called? The skate zombie. Remember that one? Yes. Yep. Yep. That, that graphic rules, dude. Yeah. The best department store graphic ever. It had like handles on the side, like the Steve Vai guitar. Yes. <laughs> the Steve anyway. Vai guitar. Yeah. Good times, man. Good times. 
everyone out there hit us with a, a cool origin skate tale or yeah. tell us what your first board is and we'll read it on a future episode. So to send that in, you can just go to our website at the bones brigade audio show.com. Click on the contact page, type in your message, hit enter zap. We've got Boom. it in seconds. Yeah. Or no one, no one did the, uh, the voicemail oh. thing. Yeah, you're right. I forgot so, about that. Damn. Yeah. So that's about it for another episode. We hope to hear from you soon. We'll be back with a more kind of regularly scheduled program, I guess you would call it. Mm -hmm. But until then, I'm Larry. I'm Matt. Reminding you to never stop searching for chin. Have a good night. Mm -hmm.